Please share our podcasts with those that are important to you. This is Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. St. Luke's Cornwall has made great strides in improving patient safety in recent years. My guest today is Dr. Gina Del Savio. She's the Chief Medical Officer at St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Del Savio. What do you feel as the Chief Medical Officer is the most important part about engaging providers and patients and their families to create an awareness of patient safety and involvement? Good morning, Melanie. Thanks so much for having me. Well, first of all, healthcare is about a partnership. And so although it is the job of our physicians to make sure that our patients understand uh, the importance of staying healthy, it's also important for our patients to participate in taking care of themselves. And so whatever we do around safety, we try to engage both our patients and our practitioners so that together we can make the community healthier and safer. Tell us about some of your initiatives at St. Luke's that you've helped to implement that would create this awareness. Well, first of all, the easiest and most straightforward thing is hand washing. It sounds silly, I know, but in today's day and age, hand washing is probably still one of the best ways to prevent uh, uh, germs from being passed from one person to another. At St. Luke's, we have absolute policy around either using hand sanitizers or washing hands before they enter a room or as they leave a room. And we encourage our patients as well when they visit the facility to do the same thing. In terms of our surgical uh, cases, we also have to be concerned about infection. Despite antibiotics and sterile uh, operating rooms, again, one of the most important things that we do is skin preparation. So for instance, for our total joint patients, those patients are actually given wipes to use, to use when they shower prior to actually coming to the hospital. And that way, we make sure that the skin is thoroughly cleaned even before we get you to an operating room. Also, uh, around uh, keeping uh, the skin clean, there are non-mechanical ways to get rid of germs. So one of the things that we've been doing now is the use of a ultraviolet disinfection machine. Now, this special device is planted in a patient room or patient space uh, after a patient leaves that space. And using ultraviolet will destroy germs on all surfaces uh, so that the next patient who arrives in that room is not going to be potentially exposed to any of the germs, including multidrug-resistant organisms such as C. difficile from the patient that was there prior. And this is a new device. So it scans from something as simple as washing your hands as using the new technology around ultraviolet light to minimize the risk of passing infection. Wow, that's really... a cool bit of technology. Back to hand washing for a second. Dr. Del Savio, is it okay if a patient, because they may feel a little intimidated, if, if a physician walks into an exam room and does not wash their hands or a nurse or somebody, a caregiver, is it okay for the patient to say, hey, you know, would you, would you mind washing your hands? Or I noticed you didn't wash your hands because that is something that could make a patient feel uncomfortable and yet so important, again, to speak out for yourself. I absolutely agree with you. You know what? As in most things in life, you need to be your own best advocate. And, you know, practitioners don't mean ill. I'm a practitioner myself. And at times you get distracted, you get busy, and perhaps you forget, as human beings do. Uh, a physician who takes that wrong, well, that's their problem. If you have a concern about hand washing, please do speak up. Remember, it's your health that's, that's important here. 
And let's talk about self-advocacy while we're discussing this right now, because as long as you want to feel comfortable speaking to your healthcare team and and for patients being honest, because part of patient safety, Dr. Del Savio, is, is going to be being honest with your healthcare provider because they can't help you if they don't know all the details. So speak about patient advocacy, speaking up for yourself and bringing someone with you if you can't speak for yourself. Well, absolutely. So again, as you've just said, it's so important to make sure that you let your provider know everything about your health care. So that may be drugs that you're taking. And by the way, and perhaps it means things that you shouldn't be taking, but the physician does need to know about that. Our job is not to police. Our job is to know everything about you so that we can take care of you. So with that in mind, also, if you have a challenge in either understanding language or vocabulary, perhaps you don't read as well as you would like. Please bring a, a family member or a friend who can help you through the visit to make sure that when you leave that interaction with your provider or your physician, that you feel like you've gotten the most out of it and that you understand what was discussed at that visit so that you can best act on that or your physician can act on that in a safe manner. Um, we also discuss in healthcare now about shared decision making. Uh, and part of that shared decision making means that although it's your physician's job to speak to you about your diagnosis and your potential treatment, at the end of the day, the decision as to next steps, and that is what you're going to embark upon as treatment, needs to be a shared decision process. And that involves a conversation, not just a lecture from your physician. So again, if that's a conversation that you don't necessarily feel comfortable making, you must bring someone with you who can act as your advocate with you for that dialogue. And that's so important that it is a conversation, that it's not just somebody telling you something, that it's part of a conversation that you have with your healthcare provider. And as far as medications, because we hear about the opioid epidemic and people are afraid now of antibiotics, and we hear about all of these things, what do you want patients to ask their doctors about medication safety and to know about antibiotic stewardship at St. Luke's Cornwall? All of these questions that surround medications, how do you propose a patient go about discussing all of this with their provider? Well, first of all, medications can be very, very complicated today. So the one number one thing that a patient can do to be their own advocate is to maintain a current list of all medications that they take on a regular basis, as well as medications that you might take intermittently. And that should be a written list because when you come to a provider, sometimes you're going to be sick and perhaps you'll forget something. So please do keep it written down and carry it in your purse or your wallet that you always have access to that. In addition, allergies. Now, we use the allergies to describe, oh, my tongue swells up or I have a hard time breathing, but also other reactions such as nausea, vomiting, shortness of breath, or a rash. Again, a written down list of those drugs that you have some sort of adverse reaction to, that should be written down as well as what the adverse reaction is. In addition, when you get that list of medications, you yourself should know what is each of those medications for? What medical problem do you have that you take it for? And by the way, what are some of the potential side effects? Like nausea, vomiting, lightheadedness. By the way, when do you take that medicine? Do you have to take it in the morning or the evening? Do you take it with food? Do you take it on an empty stomach? These are all really important questions that you need to make sure you know the answers to for any drug that you take. 
And you shouldn't be afraid to clarify that with your provider before you leave a provider. And to your point, right now in our society, opioid addiction is a huge, huge problem for our society. It's cultural. We're busy people. We don't have time to be in pain. Um, but unfortunately, that has led to the use of narcotic uh, pain medication, overutilization, and overprescription, and now we have challenges. So, around that, if you're going to have a procedure done, you may or may not require opioids. One of the cultural things that we're looking for our society to look at is, do we really need opioids for every procedure we do? We've slipped into the habit of doing that, and is it absolutely necessary? Again, have a open dialogue with your physician prior to having a procedure and discuss pain medication alternatives to the use of narcotics. If narcotics are determined to be necessary by you and your physician, well, then make sure that you get the least number of pills. And when you don't need them anymore, discard them. Do not leave them around the house. It's unfortunate, but un- but unfortunately, those pills being kept in your possession make them an easy target for folks who do have an addiction problem, and you may inadvertently uh, offer an opportunity for someone who is an addict to have access to those medications. Lastly, you mentioned antibiotics. Now, antibiotics fight bacterial infection. And in our society, again, we've had a trend towards having antibiotics placed into lots of household products, including hand lotions and uh, dish soaps and bar soaps. Uh, That is unfortunate because that has led to the development of resistant organisms. Antibiotics kill bacteria, but guess what? Bacteria can mutate and change themselves to become resistant when they're exposed to these antibiotics over a long period of time. With that in mind, you want to make sure that if you use an antibiotic, you take it properly, you take it for the correct amount of time, and not stop the antibiotic too soon. It also means that you shouldn't take antibiotics for conditions that don't require them such as viral infections. The common cold is not going to be influenced by taking an antibiotic. Neither is the flu, and neither are most sore throats. So again, listening to your practitioner, taking the antibiotics exactly as prescribed, and not pushing your physician to perhaps prescribe an antibiotic that's unnecessary. In the hospital here now, and again, to try and minimize this resistant organism uh, problem that we have, We have taken very strict measures and set up very strict algorithms as to what very specific antibiotics are used for specific organisms. And as soon as someone is responding to intravenous, we're switching them over to oral antibiotics. That serves two purposes. It diminishes the risk of developing these very, very resistant organisms that can then make other people ill, but it also can limit your time in the hospital and get you home sooner uh, on an appropriate uh, medication you can take by mouth not require intravenous. What amazing information, Dr. Del Savio. Please wrap it up for us with your best advice about patient safety and health advocacy, being your own best health advocate, bringing someone with you if you cannot, writing down your questions, your relationship with your provider so that you feel comfortable, really being honest with them and telling them everything so that they can be the best at helping you be healthy. So again, safety and medicine run hand in hand. And so when you work with your provider, remembering that around safety is communication. And if you feel uncomfortable communicating with your physician one-on-one, it is always helpful to have an advocate with you. Either way, you and your family need to work with your provider in a collaborative way 
as a team to come together to decide what's necessary to not only make you well when you're ill, but also to keep you healthy. And to keep you healthy, that's all around preventing those things which are preventative, such as preventing infection by being careful and washing your hands and and being careful about not exposing yourself to uh, sick people without a mask. Secondly, reducing your risk of injuries. If you have problems with steadiness on your feet, please make sure that you get help when you're doing things that are dangerous. Don't climb up on ladders and things like that. Next, if you are being treated by a physician for a medical condition, certainly take your medications exactly the way they're prescribed and no other way. And again, if you have in your possession opioids, make sure that you take them the way they're supposed to be used. And when you no longer need them, discard them properly. And at the end of the day, speak up. You are your own best advocate. And if you have any questions or concerns about your health care, and that means staying well as well as taking care of yourself when you are ill, you need to be able to communicate with your health care provider honestly and openly about all of your concerns. Thank you so much for being with us today. Really so important for listeners to hear. This is Doc Talk presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. For more information, please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org. That's stlukescornwallhospital.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.